Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from... Oh, wait a minute. Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com And this is episode 229 of the Sophie Art Podcast. It's a little podcast to do about the art and things. And you've got all the seagulls bobbing along in the water at the minute. But guess what? Little Dennis is with us today. Yay! <laughs> Little Dennis, he's come out, come out to play. So at the minute he's playing around. He's on top of um, what, look, it says, a sign here says pedestrians only. So look, Dennis, he's, come on, Dennis. Today, I'm going to be talking about the parent-child relationship. So little Dennis, he's, da, da, da. hey we could do a, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, at youtube.com slash Sophie Dalton, you can see little Dennis, it's like a, um, it's like little Dennis has got a selfie stick, <laughs> that's quite fun, so little Dennis is, little Dennis is going to be our tour today, we're walking along Saltram, what I love about this, Saltram is so cool because as you're coming in here, on one side of the one side of you, you've got like the traffic, like the busyness of people and stuff, and on the other side, you're walking across a little bridge, and on the other side, you've got the sort of calmness of nature and that. And I like the way I like the way you sort of see. It's almost like. As you're walking across that bridge, you're sort of um, you're really aware that you're walking out of out of like society sort of thing into nature. It was quite nice. Also, as I was coming in here, there was a burnt-out caravan. It fascinated me. It did. The weird thing was, I started thinking about how because inside of it was all these like belongings half burnt sort of clothes and all the rest of it and I started thinking right that's actually someone's home now or at least it was someone's home and you sort of think what happened there what happened to the person did they come home from (laughs) doggies hello (laughs) did that person come home from going out for a walk or something and find their little caravan on fire and also there's a load of video games in there sort of half burnt but they were still so it was like you could sort of see you could half see the memories of someone's life and then you could also just see like a pile of ashes I suppose it was quite sort of strange and also the thing that struck me the most was you could smell (laughs) you're right You could smell the, um, you could still smell the burning, which is quite strange. But the, the podcast today, I'm hoping I'm going to go down to the beach, because this is a beautiful thing about Saltram. You've got a forest, you've got the water, like the River Plym. You've got sort of like a little beach with sand and stuff. You also there's a little waterfall as well around the around the side, but there's all sorts of different sorts of places. So if you're in the mood for like being completely on your own, there's beautiful spots within Saltram you can do that. If you want to be out in nature but still see people, there's places for that as well. So I think for me Saltram is the best. It's my favourite place. This one, I've got some notes for this one. And what we're talking about is the parent-child relationship. And like how there's an entanglement. But there's an entanglement between the parent and the child. And 
Well, this all goes into God and everything. So it's another one of those where I'm going to... Sometimes... I don't know if you ever get this. You've got like so much to say about something, you don't know where to start. But I also want to talk about how... Well, Divine Truth... He talks about how basically God is like our parent. A male is like a father and a mother in one being. And we are the children to God. <laughs> how cool is that? But I was thinking, it's almost like a fractal. So, I'm like the child to my mum and dad. My mum and dad are the children to their mum and dad. But then all of us are actually the child of God. So it's sort of fractal. But what I've been thinking this morning was... I've been thinking about how... It feels to me like... I feel like there's actually an entanglement between... The relationship between our parents... And the relationship between like humans and God... Because I've been thinking, a lot of us, a lot of us are sort of, um, what do you call it? Our relationship with our parents is sort of damaged, I suppose. And I get the impression that in the ancient past, civilizations had a much more family-oriented sort of experience where like, there was a bond between a proper bond between and respect and trust and everything. All beautiful characteristics. <laughs> Those are doggies around here today. Da, da, da. Right. What I'm thinking is we've lost we've lost a lot of those things. Whereas now there's a like a lack of respect for the parents. There's a basically what I'm thinking is like the way we've sort of got a damaged relationship with our parents it's almost like that's sort of being reflected in your relationship with God and God doesn't have to be God it could be like the universe or something it's just a word but I'm feeling like there's something to that That's one thing. I also wanted to talk about something that popped up in... Oh, can you hear that dog? Yeah. Yay, little beaches here. I don't think there's anyone on the beach as well. Oh, there's somebody. I'm still going to sit on the beach though. There's like a little cave on the beach. It's not a cave, it's just a little... Alcove. Oh, let's see. That's it. What happened was in the Ascend Mastermind group, they come up with a topic. Also, they started talking about how, um, like, the ch- we as children to our parents, we are like the perfect creation for our parents to face their issues. The thing was, I've been thinking about it all week. Another doggy. Oh yeah, I'm going to get sand in my shoes now. Forgot about that. There's nothing worse than sand in your shoes. Especially when it's your work shoes. <laughs> but I was thinking to myself, the parent is also the perfect relationship, the perfect creation for the child to face their issues as well. So what got me thinking was, hey look, you know in this um, alcove, somebody's put some pine cones, which pine cones are very sacred, unless they've washed up there. Imagine if they've washed up there by accident. Pine cones are like um, sacred. I've got a load of pine cones in me in me room 
There's a little bit of sewage in this water, which is not very nice. It's quite unpleasant, actually. There's loads of pine cones around here, which is cool. That's quite... Look, little Dennis. Little Dennis is going to hold... Yay! Little Dennis holding a pine cone. wonder if that'll float. I imagine it will. Little Dennis is going to float it in. Yep. So what got me thinking was, because the mum and the dad are the perfect creation for us to face our issues, and we are the perfect creation for our mum and dad to face their issues, surely the best thing to do would be to keep them in your life so that you can basically both evolve. Because what I've noticed is a lot of people are sort of severing the connection with their parents. And you sort of, maybe that's actually a negative thing. Because what it could do is it could stop you both reaching your true potential like that's just what I've been thinking so I've really sort of oh there's so much that's been going on now so I do feel like there's an entanglement between the parent and child and it's made me wonder whether when we're born like before we get born here do we like look at do we look at all the parents on the earth and, f- and think that's the best one for us? So it's like we sort of choose our parents. And I remember my Reiki healer, she said that. She once said, you know, you choose your parents. So if that's what's happened, how funny is that if you spend your whole life sort of, you know, you say bickering and even maybe even hating imagine if you spent your whole life you know hating your parents and it turns out that you actually chose them <laughs> that's funny that would be that would be very funny for me there's a dog in the water dogs always look so cool in the water they're quite fearless doggies I'm not a lover of doggies but I like cats better but I do like seeing dogs playing <laughs> it's quite funny so that's one thing I was thinking about what's my relationship like with my parents well when I said, like, don't sever the relationship, in other words, keep in contact with your parents, I also thought sometimes it's actually better to... Well, not, not better. Sometimes you have, you've got to sort of... Sometimes you have got to cut the connection because, like, sometimes you need space. So it's not even as simple as don't, cover, don't cut the connection... But I think what it is, is if you did sever the connection, it's sort of like keep the doors open. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Keep the... Don't close the door on the relationship. Maybe just go into a different room. That's what I'm thinking. And it it reminded me of that quote. Ah, this is cool. Because I haven't actually got a quote for this week yet. And I've got a quote. I don't... I can't remember the quote properly, but it goes something like, don't, don't toss out the devil, for it might be your greatest thing or something. Basically what it's saying is, don't, you know, don't, it's one of those things where, I don't know if you've got something in your life where it feels like a curse and also like a blessing at the same time. 
I was like that with me tra- being transgender. I'm still like that to some extent. But what I'm, what I'm thinking is that that thing there, if you go into it, it could be your greatest thing because you could learn so much from it. So it's like a, a blessing. But if you look at it in a different way and, it, and you think it's a curse, it's going to be the worst thing ever. And some people might actually, like, suppress that and get rid of it, like getting rid of the devil. But if, if they'd only sort of embraced the devil, they might have actually have evolved even more, you see? So it's like, it's that thing of, like, you get rid of your parents or something because you think that's the best thing. But what you didn't realise was if you had stayed in the uncomfortableness of the relationship or whatever maybe it would have actually been the best thing ever it's quite hard walking around these rocks with me uh, work shoes on <laughs> plop I wonder if there's any fishies in this water no Puggy. wonder what's behind this this door there could be like a secret laboratory in there and what happens is at night time, when nobody's around, they open those doors and there's like a... Um, what's in there is a portal to another dimension. <laughs> That'd be quite cool, actually. What else have we got here? Oh, yeah, I've, I've sort of noticed about my mum and dad. I don't know if you've got this as well. For me, I know that my mum and dad are like key to everything I think they're key to all, a lot of my um, what do you call it unresolved issues I think they could be the key to you know super healing hello Yeah, but my mum and dad, they're extreme opposites. My mum, super feminine. My dad, super masculine. And it's quite interesting how I basically, um, you know, shut the door. No, I didn't shut the door. I... It's a complicated situation, but with me dad, I only spoke to him for a few years. It's quite interesting how you could look at that as me like sort of suppressing the masculine in a way. It's, it's very interesting. So what I'm thinking is God is probably a being which has balanced the masculine and feminine. Reminds me of the um, yin-yang sign. For me, the black one would be masculine, the white one would be feminine. Walking down a little path now, I'm going over to my tree friend. I haven't seen my tree friend for ages. There was something else that came up in the mastermind as well, which was about. I was talking about like, if you're trying to do something, and somebody starts sort of trying to stop you do it, does that make you want to do it even more? Or do you actually take it to heart and stop doing it? So do you give up if somebody starts trying to put you off? Do you give up or do you actually get motivated? And what I noticed was that with my dad, for some reason it motivates me. So I've been thinking about that as well. And what I was thinking was... 
I think it's to do with the intent. So if you're trying to do something and somebody says somebody says something like you can't do that, but you can feel that it's coming from a negative place. I feel like that's what would spur me on to prove them wrong. But if that's if they say they can't you can't do that, but you can feel that there's a bit of wisdom in it. Well, I'd, I'd actually analyse that and then I'd see what I was feeling because sometimes you are trying to do things and actually it's probably better that you don't but it's, very, it's a very personal thing as well again I had a visual of this which was I visualised like well, this goes into my mum and dad again. Like, this isn't judging anything. This is just observations. <laughs> like in my childhood, my dad, my dad has a tendency to, at least it felt right to me, a tendency to have an intent of negative behind some of the things that were said whereas my mum there was always like this sort of innocence behind it so in a funny way my mum could have actually said something which was way more not just saying something but their actions as well so like you could have somebody do something which is way more sort of upsetting than somebody else but because you can feel that it was coming from a an innocent place it's it's different when somebody's saying something and you can feel that it's actually is the intent is being nasty it's very much like what I saw was a visual of a, a child. Because I thought to myself, my mum is very much like a child. Like, very innocent. And, like, you might get a child playing with a spider. And it thinks it's playing with a spider, but it's sort of... It's playfully pulling the legs off this little spider. So the spider is in pain... But the child just thinks it's having fun. I've actually seen a cat do this before with a mouse. There was this cat who used to jump through my window. And what happened was, one time she came in with this mouse. And the mouse was running around my bedroom. And um, I noticed that she was, she had the option to kill it. But she chose to sort of keep the mouse alive and it was almost like you could look at that and think that they were torturing the cat but you could also look at it and think that they were just harmfully playing with the cat but in the end this cat the mouse in the end the cat ended up killing the mouse and I thought you know did did the cat intend to kill that mouse or was it just because what happened was she was sitting on the floor playing with this like playing with this mouse with her claws basically slowly killing it and then when it suddenly stopped moving she the cat had a look on its face as if you know, why aren't you playing anymore? <laughs> so I really felt like they didn't realise what they were doing and it's like a child child sitting there playing with this spider pulling the legs off like having, you know just having a bit of fun and the spider's in, in agony and then dies but you could have another child who's pulling the legs off his spider knowing what it's doing and it's actually sort of enjoying torturing the spider so from the outside if somebody was sitting in the bushes or something, watching these 
children. <laughs> that sounds a bit weird. But let's say you're up in the sky looking down and you saw these two children playing with a spider. You wouldn't really know. You wouldn't really be able to tell, I don't think. Well, you would. But it would be very subtle. But from some from some level it would look the same. And I thought to myself that was very much like me mum and dad. And what's happening here is there's like you can feel you can feel the intent behind things. So you can feel the intent behind words. And the, the intent behind actions and stuff. But it's very subtle. So I thought, what I thought to myself was, one of the reasons why I, if my dad said to do something, or he said you can't do something, I'd have a, a thingy, I'd have a tendency to do the opposite. I was wondering whether that's because I knew, I knew the intent was negative. But then I was thinking, this could be like some sort of psychological thing where if the I start thinking this could be like it could even go into like the government or something let's say like the government wanted you to do something but they knew that you didn't trust them they could say they could make they could say to do something knowing that you're going to do the opposite. So you end up doing the thing that they wanted by thinking you're not doing what they want. You see, it's like a super psychological thing. So in a strange way, your parent could actually be... If your parent knew what was happening, and if the parent worked out that every time they said to do something, you did the opposite they could start saying the opposite of what they actually wanted and that's one way they can make you do things. <laughs> Which I thought was quite funny. My little tree friend. It's amazing how all the leaves are coming off. This, my tree, I... I only sort of worked out recently my tree friend is actually a um, like it's got pine cones on it it's one of those pine cone tree things yay little Dennis and my tree friend what a beautiful combination little Dennis is going to have a lie down I think dun 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 he's going to have a little rest from my tree <laughs> little Dennis, little Diddy Diddy. I think that's it for this. It's another one of those sort of um, brain dumpy ones. But I've got a feeling if we heal our relationship with our parents, you also healing the relationship your parents have with you and I feel like somehow you're going to be healing relationship with God or the creator that's what I'm thinking <laughs> little Dennis he's all on his own Hope you enjoyed that one. So this week's inspirational quote, that's all that's left. What are we going to do? This week's inspirational quote is going to be... I feel like I've still got something to say. I don't know if you ever get that. There's a feeling of... sort of unfinished business with this podcast... You can hear all the squirrels jumping around in the trees.
I'm going to sit with my tree friend. So this week's inspirational quote, what it is, is, I wish I knew what the proper quote was, but it's basically, don't get rid of your curses, because they might be your blessings. Blessings in disguise. Curses, blessings in disguise. This week's little inspirational quote, my little Dennis. Don't get rid of your curses, because they, they're actually your blessings. I was just sat here looking at my phone, trying to find this the quote, and a bird pooed on me. <laughs> a bird pooed on me, which apparently is quite good luck. But there's also a little bug climb on my trousers, which is quite cool. But the quote, the quote is from somebody called Frederick. So me and little Dennis are going to make our way home now <laughs> and I thought I'd just record myself walking home. This could be like a bonus bit of the podcast or something. I really want to do a little Dennis um, sort of like basically I've got to walk backwards through Saltram there that's quite hard but I want to do like a, a, a little Dennis so, Hello, this is um, so. Hello, this is little Dennis, the co-host of the Sophie Art Podcast, and today this is my podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. It actually is quite beautiful seeing little Dennis with um, Saltram in the background. What I should do is somehow I'm going to find a way to um, to do this so that I can have little Dennis cam. That's it. Little Dennis Cam. I secretly hope it starts raining because I love being in the woods when it's raining. There's two times I love being in the rain. One is when you're inside and you can hear it smashing against the window. And the other one is when you're out in the woods or something or you're underneath a tree and you can hear the rain hammering on the, on the trees. My mum used to, my mum says she like, she used to like sitting in the, sitting in the car when it was raining you could hear the rain hitting the roof of the car. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't get too windy down here because getting into an open space. I never know whether you're allowed to film people walking around. But if, if you're walking through Saltram and people walk towards you, are you allowed to film them? So I normally try to sort of aim the camera away from the faces. But I'm not sure if you have to. It's very windy along here. This is the beautiful pace though, this bit. Because like, you sort of you're right in the middle of nothing right now. Even though you can still hear the rumblings of cars and stuff. And what I love about this is, in the distance you can see, like the city. So you can see the city in the distance. Almost as if like, 
that's over there and I'm free from it but you could also look at it and think it's like it's menacing it's like the city sitting there watching you knowing that you've got to come back or something the sky looks beautiful today because you've got lots of greys and blues there's like a nice there's nice there's like a nice slice of blue and you can't if you're watching the video this you can't really see it but it's almost as if somebody's sliced through the sky and you can see the blueness behind Oh. oh, there's a little tree all on its own. I feel a little bit sort of sad for that one. A young tree. Just thinking, like, ten years' time or something, I might come down here and that tree will be massive. Falling down. I got a cake wrapped around my waist. It keeps falling down. What's the word that is? There's like a hole in the in the ground. I wonder if it goes right through. I think it does actually. Ah, this is cool. Little Dennis, he's going to have a little house. Find a little house for little Dennis. Little Dennis, if he can get his head through. Yay! <laughs> little Dennis has got a little um. Got a little house in the ground. Hey, I think he enjoyed that. There's like little, there's little holes in the um, going under the fence. I don't know if that's little animals doing that. Anybody fancy a berry? Oh yeah, tell you the fruit, they're so fruity, wild berries, they're nice as well, there's some like, um, some nice little flowers down here, pink and white, see that's the thing about um, nature, it creates the best colour combinations. <laughs> Never doggy. Yeah, is that because nobody else wants to carry this thing? Dun dun dun. Right. You could say that's God, the creator, mixing their colour palette. Wouldn't it be so cool if we're inside of like a painting really? It could be. We're inside of like a moving painting. Maybe I'm gonna go down this way. Right through the um through the woody bit. <laughs> you can hear people talking. Throwing sticks at tigers. That's what I was going to talk about. I think I've talked about this before in one of the podcasts when I went up to Dartmoor. So what happened was when I was sitting there with my tree, listening to the birds and that. It felt so sort of special that I wanted to talk about it. And I thought to myself, why is it that everything, why does ev- why do you feel like everything's got to be shared? Why can't you just 
experience things and have them be just for you. For me, that feels like a negative thing. Because, like, you imagine in the old days, if somebody was, like, walking through the woods and they had a beautiful experience, that would have been a very personal experience just for them. Whereas, like, now, if it happens, people get their phones out and share it and all. And it's sort of like... I don't know if that's good or not. On the one hand, it's nice that lots of people might get to experience the, the beautiful thing. But there's something about it being a personal experience which I find more special. I don't like that feeling of... It's like a sort of... um, It's like a feeling as if... It's like you feel as if if you don't share something that's just happened. It's as if it hasn't... It feels as if you need to share it to make it real or something. Even though... I'd say that's the opposite. It's more special if it's for you. There's a tree here which looks like a, um, it's beautiful. Ah, this is, I think I'm going to talk about this on the next art class video, podcast. Because what happened was I was looking at the, this bloke's body when we were doing the drawing and you can see all the veins and I really realised how beautiful the veins are. Looking at this tree... It's reminded me of those veins, which makes me wonder whether... Because I've got a feeling that we are... I've got a feeling that we humans evolved from, like, mushrooms. So, like, the veins... The veins are like roots. what I'm thinking because when you see like um, robots and that well like those grey aliens they seem to have a very smooth skin and I wonder whether that's like a um, outfit they're wearing It's quite beautiful. All the leaves are falling off this tree down here, and the whole ground looks yellow. It does look quite nice, that. That's weird. There's a there's a red. A bright red thingy over it. It really pops up, does the red. I wonder if you can eat those. That's the thing, isn't it? When you get a little bit of colour. When you get a little bit of colour amongst a load of green, it pops. I'm having a lot of realisations recently. 
not just like um, not just a lot of things I don't talk about on the podcast. Like hey, doggy, never doggy. Hello. Like one of the things I'm thinking about at the minute is what's it? That little that little kid put me off then. <laughs> he's that's quite cool. He's riding his little bike going Hi, 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 hi. Japanese, hi. Hi is hello in Japanese. I like that from the video game Yakuza. Hi! What was one of the things I was thinking about? Yeah, what I was thinking last night whilst I was walking to art class was 2022 really seems to be the year about me facing money facing my relationship with money facing my sort of I suppose what's that beliefs about money which some of them are quite negative it's it's like yeah there's something in that but I, I noticed that last night as I was walking to art class like what I was noticing was my beliefs about around money are actually sort of causing a lot of my problems I don't even like talking about it right, right now I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable talking about it that's one of my problems is like me relationship with money look at that look the wind's picking up as if something's saying now is not the time to be talking about this that's very windy maybe it's saying it's time to go God, the water's coming even further, I think. Oh, look, somebody's left their shoes on the... um, Somebody's left their little shoes. I'm pretty sure the water's come in. Yeah, I think it has. Because I was thinking to myself, if I... What I did was I walked along the beach, along the rocks, and sat on these rocks around the corner. I was thinking... What happens if I'm sitting here, I get so lost in the podcast that the tide comes in, I can't get out. <laughs> I'd have had to have done some parkour up the side of the wall. I just noticed one of the houses here was like um, boarded up. See, I'd like to sneak in there at night time. What I'm going to do is I'm going to finish this podcast by right down by the water getting like a first person view of the water it's quite hard to do this seagulls flying around Dennis go for a little swim. 
little Dennis. Puppets in disguise. Hey, another doggy. Hello. 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 Doggy, doggy, doggy. Hello. Hello. It's Luke Dennis. Luke, Luke Dennis's friend. Bye bye. Ruff, ruff. Get off my land. Mum. That's me. Connection.